It's game time, baby. It's game, game time, baby. Right here. Talk about that on Lockdown Maps. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Blazing dimes everywhere. I don't want to boast, but I'm dropping dimes from coast to coast. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Dame Dollar Father, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Coming up on today's pod, we're going to tell you why Damian Lillard will be a Dallas Maverick by the end of the week. <laughs> you, you gave it a timeline. I'm just kidding, guys. The TBA is kidding. showing up in your apartment, right? In your house right now. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the Damian Lillard stuff, I, I'm i excited for the fan base that at least just gets excited for dreams. And that's fun. Like, let's have fun with it. But, I, okay, let's just, okay, we're going to talk about Damian Lillard, but. Yeah. We're a couple days removed from all the stuff. Our pod came out on Friday. It's been honestly pretty good for us just to, uh, it's been good that there's not been games over the weekend for us <laughs> to like truly unplug for two days out of the week because there during the playoffs and season, you know, we do post game pods and everything. So we're all yep. like six pods a week sometimes, but it was good the past few days to really just step away from it. I flew a kite with my son over the weekend <laughs> it was his first kite which said is i fun. stepped away flew a kite but now just getting back into the maverick stuff and trying to see it from a different angle uh, yeah it's uh, we should get more stuff to come out this week as far as like official sure. stuff and impressor and uh, the mavericks have a new gm and a new head coach they do, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Jason Kidd, why the Mavericks hired Jason Kidd. We talked a lot about the negatives, I think, on Friday. We'll talk a little bit more about the positives and some of the uh, conversation around Jason Kidd right now. Uh, but look, first, let's get into Damian Lillard. Like Damian Lillard is the big story right now in the NBA, and I've seen some people, like a lot of people on Twitter, obviously having fun with it, doing the, the dumb photoshops and everything. Uh, but somebody asked me, why do we always do this to ourselves? Why do we always, when a superstar player is frustrated or antsy or whatever, why do we always just say, oh, he's coming to the Mavs? Or what What if Damian Lillard could come to the Mavs? Okay, first of all, it's just fun. It's sports, right? Like, like yeah. at that point, like, with just player movement and all that, it's, it's sports. He has, you know, at least told Chris Haynes that he's considering he may – asked for a trade from the Blazers, which is a big step for Damian Lillard. So it's not like he straight up asked for a trade request yet, but he's on the verge of doing so. And so it's just a fun thing to do to envision and imagine that player on your favorite team. Understand that. The other thing is it's kind of hard to ignore right now with the Maverick situation, right? Like the Chris Haynes story about Jason Kidd being the coach that Damian Lillard wanted to play for, uh, However true that was, I trust Chris Haynes with Lillard stuff because he seems really close to the situation, seems really close to Damian Lillard. So there was that. And then also, Nico Harrison, really close to Damian Lillard, right? He was there when he hit the sh- when Damian Lillard hit the shot against OKC, what is, you know, making a face at the camera like that when he got mobbed by all those. Um, Nico's on the bottom of that pile. He's there. <laughs> and he's not at the bottom of the pile, but he was, he was there, though. Yeah, he, he was, was actually really there, like no cap. Like he was, he was really also, there. Also, also. Instead of another thing in that, like 
Dame's a huge Adidas athlete, okay? So Which is funny. For all the people who want to do all the uh, you know, like spider webbing of like, oh my gosh, let's just figure out all the you know Nike free agents. He's close with other, you know, other guys too with other brands. So Yeah, true. Yeah, oh that's a good just point. It's not it's not just out. limited to Nike people. Exactly. Yeah. So so yeah, so Damian Lillard, the Nico Harrison connection, the Jason Kidd connection, and this is the reason why we'll talk about this a little bit later too, why the Mavericks went this direction with Jason Kidd. Whether we agree with it or not, the reason why they went with Jason Kidd is because he may attract players yeah. more than Rick Carlisle would, which we agree that <laughs> Hands he'll down. we agree he'll attract more players than Rick Carlisle would. Like right? Like Yep. You don't have attract fun, have what, fun, Tony East. What is it? You don't attract flies with vinegar? What is, what is you attract uh, it with? Don't know. Anyway, uh, whatever that phrase is. And then Nico Harrison is supposed to have all the connections and, and get people and get players to come to Dallas. That's the whole point. The Mavericks have been saving up their money and striking out, saving up their money and striking out. And now this is a time when they could possibly try it again. <laughs> yeah, they could try it again. But going back to your question, like, why do we do it, do this to ourselves as Mavericks fan? I think since the KP trade specifically, it's kind of spoiled some people in the sense of because – I think one thing I've been annoyed with is just because they got KP like they did the, the trade package that wasn't a lot to get KP, no. how it came out of nowhere. It was super quick. And it's like Mavericks work in the silent and it's like, they, they landed KP. It's like, okay. I, Cause I've seen like other big names hit the market. And it's like, well, we got KP for, you know, some expirings and a couple firsts and it came out of nowhere too. So we can get any young star. I'm like, no, 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 no. That was such a unique situation. To your point you just made, the Mavs work in silence, all that stuff, and then the KP yeah. trade happened. Guess what? Brand new rules for all this. Like, Very brand true. new. There's brand new everything. Like, I would even go down to say the reporters that you trust, we don't know if they have the same connections anymore because Rick Carlisle and Donnie Nelson are both gone, right? Like, <laughs> literal institutions of the franchise are now gone. So maybe the Mavs will be in a bunch of rumors and it might not be all BS, right? Like, a lot of they, resetting that's taken place. There's a yeah. ton of reset with all that. So how do you know what's true and what's not? You listen to Lockdown Maps, subscribe to the YouTube channel, <laughs> continue, <laughs> continue this podcast. But, but going back to the Dame, Dame stuff, yeah. I, I mean – you don't want to do like if if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, hey, I have a lot of hope that Damian Lillard's going to be a Dallas Maverick. Yeah. Don't get your hopes up too high. Well, uh, if you're talking to those people, it sounds like it's already there. So, <laughs> but it, it's just you just ask yourself the natural questions of I've already had it tweet out and say like, what do we even have to offer? It's just there's going to be it would it would take Damian Lillard literally going to the Portland front office saying like Harden hey, with Brooklyn. Yeah. Hey, you guys, y'all been awesome to me forever. Do me a last good service and send me to Dallas. Like Dallas is the one spot. It would take that and it would take Portland saying, OK, I think we can rehab KP's career and move forward. With that like it would take both of those things because it's not like Dallas has a, the, the boatload of draft picks to throw in there. It's not like we have a bunch of, it's not like Josh green is an SGA type of player. Yeah, right. It's none of that. So you would like the package would literally have to be a KP. Those two future first Jalen Brunson and what, and it's just like green what, and Terry, you know, whoever yeah, they and just wanted. Being honest, like other teams are going to just going to have way bigger packages for that. So 
But the Mavericks also have cap space this offseason. So if there was some kind of play where they didn't want KP, could the Mavs pull off a Luka, Dame, KP thing? They're like, we don't want KP. Like, we don't want that. That's a distressed asset. But there's nothing for them to give, even for him to go. In the, like, they're not going to give him away for free. So then it would just be like, hey, cool. We got two first. And t- <laughs> I mean, that's like, something. It's, it's, a, I know, it's a like, thing. That's like, there has to be a con. Like, James Harden picked Brooklyn. But Brooklyn gave up, I mean, Captain Hook's treasure chest of, of draft picks. So it's like Well, they I gave up they gave up three three first rounds and then the swaps, right? And and then a CVS receipt of pick swaps. And it's like <laughs> they they got a ton of crap. And like he put Philly on his list right too. So and by all accounts, Ben Simmons was on the table. It's just a matter of how many other firsts or if they put you know Maxi and stuff in the deal too. So it's like Ben Simmons and a ton of draft picks for the, from the Nets was on the table for James Harden, even from the teams that he picked. So there has to be like a meet in the middle of like, hey, you can tell us some teams, but we're going to get crap back for you too. So I just don't see a world in which no matter what he wants, that just two draft picks from Dallas would be enough. So it like Dallas' trade package is that. It's KP, two first, Brunson, and whatever else you want to throw in there. It's just... I, I don't think that's going to be enough of what some other teams around the league would be able to put together. So I'm sorry. As far as fits, we are, I'm sure you did too. I got a couple of tweets saying, why would we even want Damian Lillard? <laughs> we have, like, I was literally oh, about, I was literally oh. about to answer that. I think this is a straw man argument that why would the Mavs even want Damian Lillard, right? Like why would they even want to bring him in? He would, you know, it's like, oh, it's like the, the conversation you guys had about Zach Levine before last season where he'd take the ball away from Luka. This is Damian, a, No, no, com- he is not Zach First Levine. of all, Zach Levine is on a different level than he was when we had that conversation, right? Like, that's Very totally true. different. Also, we were on board with, with Brad Beal at that yeah. same time, right? Like, we were like, yeah, Brad Beal, but no Zach Levine at that point. Damian Lillard's on a different level than either of those guys. He's just completely different, yes. right? Like that, that changes so much. If the ball is going to be taken out of Luca's hands, and it should be, like he he needs to not handle the ball as much. And should there be needs at to be, times. It should be at times. And there needs to be somebody else to come in and be able to handle some offense, especially when Luca's on the bench, but also while Luca's on the floor too. Yeah. Uh, if it's going to be anybody, right? Like Damian Lillard is one of. I don't know, top five players that you would pick to be that because he can hit all the shots. He can hit deep shots, changes the whole like spacing of the floor and everything for the and Mavericks. Just think about my sense. mother-in-law. She'd be like, zero no, is zero. on the Mavs. Zero is on the Mavs. Your mother Who's coming into town? She is from Brazil. What if, next what, if, what if the day your mother-in-law lands in Dallas is the day the Mavericks trade for Damian Lillard? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Mark Stein's tweet today got me double checking. Oh, the one about the weather. Oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's like he Dallas, like, Portland trade uh, weather and print. I'm like, whoa. It's supposed to be cold. 80s in Dallas this week, and it's supposed to be 111 in Portland or something crazy like that. That's Dame's wild. gonna request his trade this week. The Earth might be flat, guys. I don't know. <laughs> Are we talking about Kyrie right now? All right, let's get into let's get into Jason Kidd. We'll talk about that a little bit more. A little bit more, I guess, about Damian Lillard. And then you asked a great question on Twitter. I thought it was great. If you were able to get in front of the Mavs brain trust of, of Cuban, now Nico Harrison, Michael Finley, Dirk is also in there, and then Jason Kidd, what question would you ask him? I thought that was a great question. We'll talk about some of the answers. We'll give our responses and all that. But let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. I eat one almost every day. Just reordered a new box. Strawberry. I'm interested to try to try strawberry. Whoa. All kinds of new flavors all the time. Again, a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They have new flavors. German chocolate, orange, strawberry, 
Go get you some right now. The mint brownie, also always solid. Go get them. Go try them out. See what it's like. They're different than all the other protein bars that we've had before. Some of the protein bars are chalky. You don't like them. These are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're really good. They're pretty good in the fridge, too. They're a little bit, obviously, harder to eat if you put them in the fridge, but then they don't melt, all that stuff. You get, there's there's pros and cons of it. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris. So, Damian Lillard coming to Dallas for sure, for sure, right? One of the reasons why people are all talking about Damian Lillard is because of Jason Kidd. And because Jason Kidd apparently was the coach that Damian Lillard wanted. Um, but now Jason Kidd is the Dallas Mavericks coach. Is this one of the reasons why the Mavericks picked Kidd specifically? Is it specifically because of Lillard or just because of his appeal to players in general? I don't think it's specifically for Damian Lillard. See, but... I have a conspiracy theory. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I do think a lot of it has to do... You ready? You ready for my conspiracy? I'm, I'm cutting you off just because I really want to show you. I'm watching the X-Files. So, Nico Harrison, in his interview with the Mavericks, whether they did an interview or not, he's like, hey, I know some inside info. Damian Lillard's upset. He doesn't want to stay in Portland anymore. And I believe I can sway Lillard to come here. Hmm. And we've learned now that that Jason Kidd was a package deal with Nico Harrison, right? Like, we've learned that, that those two guys are together. And so, you put your tinfoil hat on, and now all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, if those guys are going to come together, Nico Harris, like all that stuff, interesting. Interesting. (laughs) I'm ready. What? But, I mean. If anybody's hopes were were not up, I just just put them all the way up, right? (laughs) The whole reason for Nico and Jason Kidd was to be more appealing for players across the league, to have these relationships to make. So like, and a player that they are both connected to recently just becomes like potentially available for the first time in his career. <laughs> I'm going to smack you with that soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> you can too. You can come over now. <laughs> but, but that's the, that example is the reason why this hire happened because we talked about this on Friday of like, why do you hire Jay? This was honestly, we had so many questions today that, you know, from the hypothetical question on Twitter, some type of iteration of why did you hire Jason Kidd? Yeah. Why did you hire Jason Kidd despite his off the court stuff? Why did you hire yep. Jason Kidd despite his coaching failures? Because like we talked about on Friday, it's not just, it's not just, you know, kids off the court stuff, but it's also his coaching record too, that he's been yeah. a head coach twice before and it didn't work out. And that's talking, you know, lightly on that. And now he's been an assistant. So if you're not hiring for, all of that, then what are you hiring for? And it's it's for those connections. It's for that nostalgia of the 2011. It's for that great basketball mind of when he played and playing that position, and you know this potential connection with Luca and all this different stuff. So, yeah, that that's you hire him for those situations like the Damian Lillards of the world. That if he has all these connections, that LeBron endorsed him on Twitter. And it's true. And also Magic Johnson <laughs> uh, in Greece. <laughs> Magic is uh, how, conf- uh, how conflicted were Mavs fans when Magic Johnson was like, yeah, seal of approval. Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison. <laughs> like, uh, are we OK with that? Is that positive? Was that a good thing? Do we want that as as Mavs fans? Like what were Mavs fans thinking? During that? Um, but 
can I can I give some thoughts on Jason Kidd stuff right now? Is now now my time? That's why I've transitioned into the Jason Kidd conversation. You see how I masterfully did that? Look at you. We've only so, been doing this for five years. <laughs> we are in our fifth year. So yeah, I've had the weekend to think more about it. You know, you shared a lot on Friday. If you didn't listen to Friday's pod, go to Friday's pod. Um, it was honestly. I got text and stuff from people on Friday afternoon saying they loved your passion and for un, uh, opening up your heart about that subject. You basically had the whole second segment of the of the podcast that day. So make sure you go listen to that. I didn't share a ton uh, that day. <clears throat> I echoed some uh, some of it, but I wanted to share a little bit where I'm at right now because I think there's this middle ground that a lot of people don't want to admit that they're, that it's possible right now. I think social media and a lot of the, the internet, especially in this situation, you have to be one of the uh, one of two sides. And it's like this, oh, you're either on this side that you have to be all against Jason Kidd being a head coach in Dallas, or you have to be on this side of saying, I don't care about anything that's happened in the past. He's a legend. It's awesome that he's a coach. It's polarized. And if you disagree with Jason Kidd, then these are the arguments that you think. And if you're yes. for Jason Kidd, then these are the arguments and you can't think anything in the middle. Like that's not true for this situation at all. It's yes. not, it's not politics anymore, right? Like it's, this is a different thing. This is not Democrat or Republican. It doesn't always have to be like that. Yeah. So I, I think there is a middle ground that I want us to be cognizant of right now, because this is where I'm finding myself in it is in this this middle ground of the Jason Kidd stuff that I think you can be surprised that in light of everything that has happened over the past two to three years in Dallas, I mean, honestly, way before that, but in light of everything becoming public over the past, you know, three or four you know years here in Dallas, I think you can be surprised that the Mavericks did hire somebody that had a, a past history with domestic violence, whether it was five years ago or 30 years ago. I think you can be in the middle ground of all that and understand that, but also understand that people change, right? I hope he has changed. Like, I yeah, honestly, right. I hope he has. And it seems like if you're just reading the tea leaves without even knowing him personally, without even getting to talk, and, talk to him and anything, it seems like from the outside, things have changed. He's been married for 10 plus years now. He has a, a girls AAU team in California that Mark Spears wrote about in an undefeated piece. I thought that was great. He... Like, if he's going to be the head coach here in Dallas, then you know who had to have signed off on him? Sent Marshall. And you know, if it's anybody in this franchise right now that I trust more than anybody, it's Sent Marshall. So it's like, true, true. I start looking at that stuff and saying, okay, like, yeah, people can change. You can recognize all of that. You can be excited about the nostalgia of 2011 in Dallas and, and have hope that the basketball mind of Jason Kidd can, like, Grow like he can grow as a, as a coach too. Even though his past failures have happened as a coach, you can hope that he can grow as a coach and learn from that, which Mark Spears wrote about too. He answered that question, how he's grown as a coach. You can do all of that and believe that, man, he could be a great fit for Luca and connect with Luca. You can do all of that and believe all of that, but still say, I'm surprised that despite everything that's happened and came out over the past handful of years in Dallas, I'm shocked that they still hired somebody that that was in their past. I think there's a middle ground in that because I think there's also a part of us that there's a portion of us that we're kind of contradicting ourselves in the topic of change because I think some of us, one side will say, hey, stuff happened, something happened 20 years ago. Can't somebody change? Can't somebody learn from their mistakes? Change can happen, right? We can learn and grow as humans, right? Like who you are 10 years ago doesn't mean you're the same person now, right? Like you can mature as you get older, right? In the same vein, 
we can look at the other side and say, okay, well, when you throw up the past and you're, you're saying, well, in 2011, I like, I wasn't the same person now. And then the same side's looking at that side saying, okay, but you just talked about change with Jason Kidd. Well, what about me? Change can happen with me, right? I can learn and grow as time goes on. I can get better as a person. I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. Like, if we're going to advocate for change, it has to be, we have, you either believe in change, whether it's for yourself or other people or Jason Kidd, or you don't believe in change. And so we can't, both sides kind of have that, that, that you're contradicting ourselves on that both sides right now. So that, that's just, yeah. There is an argument. We, if you're not online, if you're not super online, right? Like, like we are at times. And Which YouTube- is, and that's a good reminder. And I'm sorry, but. Twitter is not the entire fan base. How many people have reached out to us and DM'd us over the past four years and said, I just connected, I just started a Twitter just to contact you guys yeah. and to connect with you guys. Probably like over 50. Like, it's honestly. always a reminder that Twitter does not represent a whole fan base. There are so many fans yeah. out there that listen to this podcast like and our Mavs fans around the world who don't have a Twitter. So you always keep that in the back of your mind. But if you're not, if you're not, so if you are one of those people that aren't on Twitter, aren't in the YouTube comments, uh, the argument that people were making was, well, you guys came so hard down on Jason Kidd and the Mavericks' decision. We're so surprised that they made the decision. Where were you in 2011 when they won the title? When Jason Kidd was the coach, or Jason Kidd was was the you know the starting point guard? Like, why didn't you come down on him then? Right? Like, and yeah. Maybe we should have. We also didn't have this platform. There's all a bunch of different reasons, but Isaac's point still stands. I just want to make sure people understood what the yeah. argument the other side was, the other people were making was that, you know, why didn't you, why didn't you say anything about him then? Why weren't you against him then? Why haven't you talked about it then? Like, yeah, and, and some people's response to that is, well, man, I, I was so young back then. I mean, how many people yeah. have we seen respond to that pushback of saying, I was 15, I was 17, I was 20, I was 22, I was in college, I was in middle school, I was in high school. And it's like, how many people have responded that way of saying, man, I'm so much different now as an adult than I was when I was 16, 18, 21, whatever it is. I've changed a lot. I've grown. I've like, I'm just saying what, what other people are saying right now in, of defending that. But the other side doesn't want to give that side the the grace of change, right? But still arguing that Jason Kidd can change. So yeah, we we have to recognize that people can change across the board on both sides. So I just find myself in the middle right now. I there is a so much about Jason Kidd that, especially over the weekend, I'm like, you know what, man, Jason Kidd, Luca, can they have a a, a connection? In 2011, the nostalgia of that, maybe reading the Mark Spears piece about how he's grown as a coach since Milwaukee and Brooklyn, how much he wants to change since then. Reading all the off-the-court stuff of his AU team and him being married for these past 10 years. And hopefully we learn more and more about him, that he's been employed by three other NBA teams before Dallas. This isn't his first job in the NBA world since 2001. Like I'm st- I'm looking at all that, and I'm I'm like hopeful for the future. I'm hopeful to see what happens of this. I'm like, okay, a new chapter after Rick Carlisle. But I'm still shocked and I'm still surprised and I'm still here to hear all of the hurt and the pain from people who are, who are saying, man, I, th- like this hurts me. Like I'm still shocked that a franchise hired somebody who had that happen in their past, whether it's two years ago or 30 years ago. There's a middle ground in that. And that's where I stand. 
Yeah, and for me too, there has to be questions answered, right? Has Jason Kidd grown? Has he changed? Will the Mavericks address this, and in what way will they address it, right? Uh, who signed off on it? Did Sint Marshall sign off on him? If, if Sint Marshall signed off on it, I'll go with it, right? Like, I'm fully expecting Sint Marshall to whether if she's not, I, I'm expecting her to be present at the introductory press conference somehow if it's in person. Yeah. But I think we'll see a statement from her. I think when they introduce yeah. them as a head coach, all this, we'll see something from her. And if she endorses them publicly and is all about that, which if he's going to get in hired, she is endorsing it that I trust sent Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see time. will tell on that. And so it's just questions have to be answered. Uh, and it's going to be a little bit more complicated than if they had hired a coach without that kind of history. And that's why we were surprised. That's why we were yeah. taken aback by it. Coming up, let's get into your question about the uh, the brain trust, the Mavs brain trust. So if you could ask one question to the Mavericks whole, uh, everybody running the ship right now, what would you ask them? Let's get into that. But before we do, betonline.ag. You can go put down some money on, let's see, Monday, if you're listening, watching this on YouTube, Suns, five and a half point favorite to close out the Clippers in Phoenix. That game is going to be really, really interesting. I'm excited in to watch Phoenix, that game. In Phoenix, too. I'm excited. I'm excited for Phoenix Suns fans, even though lots yes. of them were very mean to us when we didn't think they were going to be better than the Jazz. I don't uh, care. <laughs> sure. Uh, there's, one, there's one guy, right, uh, there's one guy, Steven, I think, that listens to this podcast and is also a Suns fan. So shout out to Steven. Hopefully your team shout makes out, the bro. finals on Monday. But if you want to put down some money, five and a half point favorite for the Suns, if you think they're going to take that. But if you think it's a real close game, one point, then put it on the Clippers. You have five and a half points that you can you can cover that spread there. So go ahead, put some money. Use the promo code Locked On. Get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. All kinds of other stuff. There's going to be Olympic stuff. There's going to be golf. There's hockey still with the... You know, Stanley Cup playoffs. There's baseball always going. All kinds of stuff. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Isaac Harris. You posed this question on Twitter. I thought it was great. Go follow at LockedOnMavs. We're real close to 6,000. So go go follow us. We're also real close to 5,000 subs on YouTube. So shout out to everybody that has followed us and subscribed. So far, we have five videos over 10,000 views. It's growing, man. We're, we're growing. Lots of You can also okay. tell lots of crazy drama has happened for the Mavs, right? If we yes. Have, we're getting numbers And like that. your boy is verified on Twitter now. Hey! Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Nick is to thanks for that. Both, both of your host of Locked on Mavs is verified. Verified. We did it. We did it. Almost everybody in the NBA channel is verified now. So Locked on NBA, go follow everybody. All right. We're, we're on the dark side now. You posed the, <laughs> we posed the question. If you could ask Mark Cuban, Nico Harrison, Michael Finley, Dirk, Jason Kidd, if they're all in a room together and you're, you're sit, sit in front of them and ask them a question, what would you ask them? Yeah. So, so we got a ton of different responses to this. We might, you know, turn this into another pod later in the week sure. but uh the first one i just put down what year is it 2011 that's what someone <laughs> i think kevin gray uh, said that and it's obviously a joke to it because we've seen reporting over the weekend that and we're going to see this uh this coming week guys we've been saying this on this podcast jj yeah. bray is going to be an assistant yeah we've he'll been be back. calling this and saying this over and over for over a week now more reportings coming out on that that hey this might happen put it in the bank um <laughs> J so JJ Barea, Jason Terry. Now I didn't know anything about Jason Terry being considered for anything until that report came out. So I, I was hyped for that. Michael, like 
Is the 2011 stuff, Kirk had an incredible tweet of the Drake meme saying like, not bringing back 2011 team in 2012, but bringing the the, uh, team back in 2021. (laughs) Incredible, incredible tweet. Like, where do you stand on that? Do you stand in the corner of, okay like we're pushing too hard just to make the nostalgia happen or are you like this is really dope and i'm all about it the more the merrier we can bring in well i think that these guys have also proven that they can be in these roles right like i think i think jj Barea is definitely a guy that could be there i think jason terry went out and got some coaching experience right like i think these guys have also grown to that point but yeah bring it back i mean heck yeah to get a little leadership there players that have been there uh we also do need some a some coaches that have actually coached right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. at some point. So it can't just be like Jason Kidd's the head coach, JJ Barea, Jet as assistants, Dirk as an assistant, uh, Tyson Chandler, strength and condition. You know what I mean? Like you can't just Sean Marion as assistant coach, Sean Stevenson in like the, I don't know, whatever he was going to, whatever yeah. hype man position. Uh, Somebody so yeah. tweeted and said, how much for Brian Cardinal to actually clean the bathrooms? No, no, no. They should, they like those Mavs feature presentation things like during games, they need to do some sort of like reunion special, like that, like, like, uh, the friends reunion. They should just spoof yeah. that with all the different Mavs that are going to be back from 2011. It would then, be really and then cool. Have Brian Cardinal green screen, like sweeping the floor in the back. <laughs> it would be really cool though. Imagine Dirk front row set beside Cuban, Jason kids coaching, JJ Barea and Jason Terry are sitting on the, you know, assistant seats. And then like Tyson Chandler's at the end of the bench as like the vet, you know, guy, you know, on the roster. And it's like, wow, my mind's exploding right now. What are oh, you thinking Tyson's on? still playing? Yeah, I guess. I don't know if he's officially retired, but okay. Another question. I thought this was an incredible question. This person said if they were at lunch with Cuban and all those guys, he would ask the question, what do each of you bring to the table for the organization that will suit the franchise? Set the franchise up for successful playoff runs. So basically, mm. Mark, Jason Kidd, Finley, Nico Harrison, Dirk. This guy is asking, what what do each of you bring to the table that like you you each unique have like your own path lane? And I, I thought that was fascinating to think about because I think for Dirk, <clears throat> I think it's the there's a little PR to it, a little bit. I think it, it sure. I think it does make the fan base like, man, Dirk's involved. This is awesome. Yeah. Like it makes you feel better about it. I also think Dirk provides a Luca connection because Luca respects the heck out of Dirk Nowitzki. Yep. We know that. So I think there's a little Dirk Luca connection in that. And they they really value what you know Dirk's opinion for the front office. Well, let's be clear though, Dirk is not like in a full time like position with the Mavs. Like he's part of this advisory board. Now that they've hired people, we don't know if he's gonna stay. In that, like, yeah, stay in yeah. the front office, right? Do we know that? I think he'll stick around. I don't know the extent of that of that role, but but you look at like Nico Harrison move. That has a lot of connections. It's a lot of relationships. Like that's his lane. Like he has all these relationships across the league that varies across the boards. Okay, Finley has all these relationships that's already established in like front offices. He's been in the grooming under Donnie Nelson in this to yeah. be this president of basketball operation. All this stuff. Mark has his own lane. And it's cryptocurrency. No, I'm just kidding. No, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> we still don't know the status of Haralabob. That was the. So. I think the question you got the most from that tweet yeah, was yeah. was where's where's Bob? Where's Bob? <laughs> where's I mean, it's Bob? it's still my it's number fair. one question. Like Me I too. still. Beside my number one question right now is kind of twofold. It's where's Bob? Yep. And I just want to know how, what Luca thinks of Jason Kidd. 
I'm so intrigued by that because yeah. I think a lot of us, we know how much he loved Mosley. We know that. And we, st- we still stand for Mosley. I want him to be a head coach in this league. Yeah. And if he leaves the Mavericks, totally get it. Love that guy. We know how much Luca loves Mosley. What we don't know is what he thinks of Jason Kidd. If yeah. Luca comes out in two weeks and says, Jason Kidd was one of my favorite players growing up. I'm, I want, he's like something I try to model my game after. I love his brilliant mind of basketball. Like, Luca doesn't go that in depth with his answers, but <laughs> if he comes out and he's like, man, and he just like glowingly endorses Jason Kidd, yeah. then it's like, okay, like we knew you liked Mosley, but you also like Jason Kidd too. And I know some of you have tweeted at me saying, hey, Stephen A said that, but if you start a tweet with me saying, according to Stephen A, <laughs> then I might block you. I might just giving you a heads up. Um, but yeah. But the thing is, we don't know now about the, the, the connections. Like what if, what if Nico Harrison and Stephen A were, were tight? We don't know that, right? Like that could be, Stephen A could be the next like Mavs insider. <laughs> Stephen A is doing exclusive exclusives. <laughs> he might be. He tries to. Uh, what's the other one you got? The, what's the one you got the second most besides after the Haral Bava Garris thing? Well, we had a lot of KP ones, a lot of offseason yeah. stuff. I'll just lump in the the offseason one. It says, are you willing to give up on a superstar? And this honestly comes full circle to Damian Lillard. Are you willing to give up on a superstar pipe dream to commit to impactful two-way players? So It's a huge question. It's the, it's the whole Giannis conversation, right? From a couple of offseasons ago. It's like, are you still going to be in that spot to where you're saving your money back? You don't want to spend $60 million on Gallinari or trade, you know, for Capella or hand Bogdanovich, just massive deal. If you don't want to do any of that because you're holding out for Giannis, when does that, does that mindset ever change? Are you always going to do that? Or are you going to just say, you know what? We're tired of holding out to swing for the big fishes. It's time for us to go get our Gallinari's Capellas and Bogdanovich's. Like we'll spend the money and go get these guys around Luca and try to take that next step. Great question question we don't know the answer to nope and hopefully we'll find out soon we'll find out what the mavericks think uh based on these two hires i think they're still going to try to swing for the fences yeah i think especially in the short term i mean so much of what happens over these next few months is fascinating you know if i mean what will the fan base or what will people think if they go out in the next two months if on draft night they pull off some massive trade and land like a legit second person yeah. next to luca and you're like Beal or Lillard or, you know, one of these. Okay. Nico like made this happen or like a couple of, you know, like a couple of guys, let's just say, take fit out of it. Let's just say Kyle Lowry and DeRozan like team up to come to Dallas. And they like mention Nico Harrison as like, we know Nico. And then it's like, take fit all of it. Remember that take fit out of it. But it's like two big, like high profile names came to Dallas because of that. And then you're like, Oh, Okay. Like, this is how this can be different moving forward. This changed things. Those relationships with Nico, Jason, they mentioned Jason Kidd. We want to play with J.K. and all this stuff. Like, that's that's the type of stuff. And we'll see. We'll see. If they strike out and it's just like a few, you know, things around the edges this summer, I think we'll still be like, oh, you know, we got to give a few more summers, see what it is. But if they go out go swing big this summer, it'll be like, this is why, this is why they went and got those guys. Hopefully that answer will be answered soon. Look out for the press conference. Hopefully coming this week. We'll see, but subscribe to the podcast. YouTube, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Boom. What are your thoughts about Lucas' progression from year one to year two? Amazing. I mean, he's arguably the MVP of the league right now. His team is winning. He's 
dominating game after game. Uh, great pace. He's scoring, passing, rebounding. Um, but I mean, I think it, it just shows that he, he's been playing pro for a long time. You know, he's second year player, but he's not a second year pro, and I think it's, it's very obvious.